Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast episode 119 And as you know, we're on our Bible study on the book of Genesis And we're going to be in chapter 3 today And I just want to recap a little bit about chapter 2 So we can move into chapter 3 I'm sorry we haven't been on the air for a couple weeks we were taking a little bit of a rest. Um, we are going to be more frequent. I know it's on thir Thursday today, but we're, we're going to be getting back to our schedule for Tuesday mornings. Um, but where we left off, the last part of, chap of Genesis, chapter 2, God made makes woman. Okay, and to be a helpmate for Adam, because we find out that there's nothing through chapter two that there's not a suitable partner partner for Adam. God had Adam go around and name the animals and. And found that in the process, there wasn't no one like him. So God put Adam to rest, took out a rib, made Eve. Adam named her Eve because he was bone of her bone and flesh of his flesh. And named her woman. Now we're going to find out about their relationship. Okay. Starting in verse 3. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to take a call off heaven's altar and anoint these slips of clay. Let everything that I say be what you want us to learn, Lord. Help us apply it to our lives and use it for your glory. We ask you in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Amen. Now, we're going to start with verses, chapter number 3, verses 1 through 6. And it says, the snake was the cleverest wild animal that the Lord God had made. The snake said to the woman, is it true that God said, do not eat the fruit of every tree that is in the garden? The woman said that the snake said to the snake, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, we must not eat the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden. Do not even touch. If you touch it, you then you will die. But the snake, but the snake said to the woman, "You will not die. You will eat. When you eat it, you will distinguish things clear from God. Know this: you will be like God, and you will." Distinguish good things and evil things. Then the woman saw that the fruit was good to eat. She saw that it was lovely to look at. She also thought it would make her wise. So she took some of the fruit. She ate it. She also gave some of it to her husband to eat it. Then they distinguished things clearly, and they realized that they were naked, so they sewed leaves together. 
and made cloths for themselves. There's a lot of uh, theories out there. Some people say that the devil turned himself into a snake. Some people say that the devil was the snake. Some people out there say that the devil possessed the snake. But it's not really clear about, but except with Revelations uh, chapter 20, verses 1 to 3, it makes a reference to the devil being a snake. Of course, it's not the same book, but it said the angel came down with the pits of the keys of death. To the pit grabbed the snake which was the devil and and the or serpent and threw him in the pit and locked him in now we do know i believe that i believe and from reading the scriptures i believe that the devil came and possibly took over the snake. But I, I can't verify that because we know that the devil's cohorts can go and possess things. Okay. We know of this possession type thing taking place when Jesus was on the earth with a bunch of pigs. And when they asked Jesus to cast them out, cast them out, they, mm -hmm. before they cast them out, they ran, cast them into the pigs. When he cast them out of the human that the story was talking about, they cast into the pigs and they ran and they went over there and basically the pigs killed themselves. So, We know that something happened and we know that the devil basically was involved. I mean, we can't really say the devil was the snake and we can't really say the devil was in the snake. But we know that the devil was involved. But I also did some research about snakes. And a lot of evil people use snakes in what they believe okay so some snakes are used in false religions some snakes are used in witchcraft type stuff but <coughs> a lot of people said well snakes don't talk well I kind of have a theory on that too because Personally, and I can't prove it by the Bible, but personally, no, this is just my personal view on it. It really don't have anything to do with Christianity. It don't have anything to do, but I believe that at one time, because Eve didn't seem to be shocked by this animal coming up and talking to her. 
And I believe that maybe at this time that the animals might have been able to talk and communicate with humans. Or maybe there was a sense where the humans were able to understand and they were able to understand humans. I know scientists today state that animals can't understand humans. But from my own animals over the years that I have, and they just seem, when you're talking to them, they seem to understand you. And they follow your direction. Now, now, now some people out there say, and scientists say that they only do that because they know certain tones of your voice and certain things that came to them. And then, then they learn what that is. I don't think that. I think that because of the way Eve conversed with this snake, that she didn't seem surprised. She didn't seem scared. She seemed like it was something normal. Now, in the theory to the, to the snake, if this is possible, it could have been one of the devil's cohorts carrying out Satan's uh, will. Because we know that the angels was thrown down. Half We know that the angels and uh, the devil and a lot of the angels that followed the revolt in heaven when Satan was thrown down, so it was a lot of the angels. And it could be that this cohort of the devil you know they could have took over the snake the devil could have took over the snake but I do get the sense that the devil is here you know it's in in conclusion with the snake or maybe the devil took over the snake himself or but the thing is the devil was involved in a way, or involved with the situation. And he was doing his job. He was doing his job that he's good at, manipulating and getting people focused on what is and what he wants them to focus on. Now, verse 2, that was just verse 1. Now, verse 2, the woman started by saying, what God did allow. God allowed Adam and Eve to eat almost almost all the fruit that was in the garden. Okay. So this shows that Adam and Eve, and especially Eve, knew exactly what God commanded to be done. Okay. Now, this is what the snake said about it. The snake said only what God did. The snake said only what God did not allow. Okay. In verse 1. Okay. But he focused on there was only one tree that they must not touch. But the snake mentioned that the tree and he did not mention all the other trees. In other words, 
he resorted to them. Not everything, but the one thing they wanted to focus on. And, and I think it was an attempt to show an Adam and Eve to make them think about, hey, why can't I touch this one tree? He's letting me have all of these other trees. Why can't I touch that one? And us humans, when we find out, when we find out what we can't do something, it piques our curiosity. When we see a sign on a door that says, do not enter, enter at your own risk, we want to find out what that risk could be. We want to find out why we can't enter it. Let me tell you something, saints. Let me tell you. Sometimes we lose focus and start thinking about that. And sometimes that happens to us with the devil. Because he wants you to forget everything that God has done for you. But he wants you to, why is he withholding things from you? And that's what manipulators do. And the devil is a manipulator. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Eve got hooked. And so did Adam. Because it's not, a lot of people paint that it's Eve's fault. Now, that both of them have sinned. In a roundabout way, yes, it was Eve's fault. But before we get and jump into it, Adam had a choice to obey or disobey too. He knew, he knew that eating of that fruit was forbidden, but he chose to do it. Now, what hooked, what hooked Eve after you know, by thinking already in what the serpent told her, what hooked her was why can I touch this or even eat it? But then the devil went on in verse 4 it said you will not die. Because that's what God told them. If you touch it, you will die. And here, I think it's talking a spiritual death. And I think it also would be talking about a length of death. We don't know how many years. They might live forever for all we know. But he says, you will not die. That's what he's telling her. It was true that they would not die immediately. But they would deserve, but they would deserve to die. They would die unless God rescued them. And God had a plan to rescue them. God mentioned this plan in verse 15. See? Okay. Now, what? God already had a plan. Okay. Because let me tell you something. You think this surprised God that Adam and Eve sinned? No. Because God is omniscient. And he knew. Okay. 
Well, that got curious. And then why won't I die? Why did God do that? See, he's spinning the web. And he's making things even more desirable. Because of this web he's spinning. Well, verses seven, verses 6 and 7. As he told her what she could do. She says she looked at the fruit. She said it looked good. Okay. The woman decided it was good. And she could have. She should not have done that. God decided that what is good. And the woman's decision was different from what God had said. Okay. And he also told her that you would be like God's. In verse 5. Knowing like God. Between knowing good things and evil things. Well, she sighed to eat of it. She gave it to her husband, Adam, which he chose to freely eat. And it came down to it when they ate and opened their eyes. And they said when they opened their eyes, they saw themselves as naked. Okay. Now, it didn't bother them before because they were innocent. Okay. In the way they were created. Okay. Now, the devil did his job. He corrupt what God's good plan for the earth to be. Now, if it wasn't for this today, for this today, we still, we all might be living today in Adam and Eve, in Eden, the Garden of Eden. But because of sin, of what they did, it put curse into our lives. A sin curse. And it said that God had a plan for this. And that plan is what we just celebrated a couple weeks, about a week, last weekend on Sunday. And Good Friday is Easter. Of Good Friday, him dying on the cross, rosing early Sunday morning, and making a, making a way for us to get to heaven. Okay? And we only can do it, and that had to be done because Jesus had to be the ultimate sacrifice to die on the cross for your sins and mine. Because of what Adam and Eve did by eating that fruit. One little fruit caused all this for Jesus, God's son, to be sent as his own free will. To die for your sins and our sins. He took the cross for you. And he took the cross for me. Okay. Now. This is, was one of the reasons why we held off doing. The Bible study for a couple weeks. Because. I wanted to. Share this as part of the Easter weekend. Off the week. Now. After Easter. Okay. Now. 
Through Jesus, we can be forgiven, okay? By asking him to forgive us for our sins. And by the end of the broadcast, we're going to sneak back up to this, and we're going to do that as a time. Because new people start listening sometimes at this time. Now, they ate the fruit. They became aware of things. They became aware that they had no clothes on. And we're going to pick up in verse 8. And the 12. 8 through 12. Under the category, God accuses Adam and Eve. Now, verse 8. In the evening, it was cool. Then the Lord God walked in the garden. Adam and Eve heard him, and they hid themselves from him among the trees. Now, why would they hide themselves? Okay? God came to visit them in the cool of the day, of the night, evening, to visit with them. And I have a feeling this is something that God did with them frequently. But they were ashamed because they and they hid. And they hid because their verse 9 tells us why. And let's read it. But the Lord God called Adam and he said, Where are you? And Adam said, I heard you walking in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked. Therefore I hid myself. And God said, Nobody told you that you were naked. Have you eaten the fruit that I command you, you to eat? And Adam replied, You gave the woman to me as a companion, and she gave the fruit of the tree to me, and I ate it. Then the Lord said to the woman, What have you done? The woman replied, The snake tempted me, and I ate. Now at this point, I think they said they were naked, and they were scared. But I also think they were scared of what God was going to do to them because they knew they ate of the fruit of tree, the, the tree that they wasn't supposed to eat of. And plus they were ashamed because they were naked. Now, God basically said, no one told you you were naked. Did you eat of the fruit that I told you not to, the tree of? And... There's basically two things going on here. First of all, when we sin, we find it hard to go and own up to it because we're scared. Okay? But also, the first thing Adam did, well, my companion that you gave me, gave me the fruit and I ate. And so God said to the woman, what have you done? And the woman said, well, it wasn't me. The snake came up and told me about it and I ate. And that left it on the devil, on the snake. Well, let me tell you something, saints. They were proverbially passing the buck. They all had. Adam, Eve, and the snake, they all have responsibility for what happened in this sin. Okay? Now, it never been said that what the, what the snake said. 
It didn't say the snake passed and said the devil made me do it. Okay. Or whatever, whatever Korholtz was controlling this. Because we know the devil was behind this. But I find it strange. Actually, I don't find it strange. When you get in trouble, you blame it on the other person that is with you. And even, sometimes people dare to blame God. I've heard this. Well, why did you sin? There was no one else around. Well, God, I'm from child God. Why didn't he stop me? That's his job. No. His job is to govern our existence. His job is to help us and set guidelines so we don't fall and help us with the temptation if we ask, because he made us free will. Okay? Now, it's not God's fault, but some people do blame him. I've heard one person tell me, well, I prayed about this thing and I asked God to never let me do it. And if I ended up doing it, it's God's fault. No, because you had a choice. And you always have a choice. You can pray to God. But God will put warnings in front of you. Just like he did Adam and Eve here. But if you don't if heed to his warnings. And you sin. You can't go around and blame God. Even if you made that statement. Because let me tell you something saints. Adam Eve had a choice. To make. Adam chose to let Eve give her that fruit and eat. Eve chose to let the devil or the Satan or the, the, the snake fool her into eating that fruit. And I believe if they would have came to God right away, they would have been forgiven. They might have been still kicked out of the garden. But I think they were from beginning. And there's something that I notice here. It never says that they asked for forgiveness from God. God punished them. And then nothing else was said about it. Okay. Let me tell you something saints. The devil is out there. To get you. And he will get you. By using your friends. He will get you. By using your family members. Sometimes he'll even get you. By other Christians. Whatever means that's necessary. And he'll give you half truths. And those half truths. We got to remember the whole truth. He'll only focus on. What you're not getting. Whatever. Will make it. For you. To. Get you. Distracted. He wants to distract you. And he wants. To destroy you. And we learned. By listening. By going through the book of Job. That the devil is out to get. People who serve God. So we got to be very careful 
and not let that happen. Okay, let's go down to verse 14 and 15. The Lord said to the snake, because you have done this, I will separate you from the tame, all tame animals and from all wild animals. And you shall move on your stomach and you shall eat the dust for your whole life. <coughs> I will make you and the woman enemies. Your descendants and her descendants will be enemies. One descendant of the woman will hurt your head and you will hurt his foot. Well, this punishment now was the devil was, well, the snake was kind of cast into out of of the animal realm. He says, what? What did he say? He said he would take him away, separate them from tame animals and wild animals. And then, which I believe at this thing, you shall move on your stomach. So at this point, a snake might have had feet. It doesn't really say, but God made a reference, and you're going to crawl on your stomach and eat dust the whole uh, for your life. Okay. We know that snakes now crawl on their stomach. Okay. And it says that it would be one of her descendants will bruise your head and you will bruise his feet. And I believe her this foot. And I believe that's when devil when God stepped on the devil, the snake's head. Which the Bible does have an account about. Okay. So that's what the snake's punishment was. Now if you do realize the snake really didn't didn't he didn't ask for forgiveness. He didn't even claim that he did anything wrong. He didn't even say that well the woman made me say it to her. You know, he had no one else to blame. So the snake took the punishment. And I think that's what we needed to do. We need to do. Okay, instead of passing the buck off to somebody else. Let's look at verses 16 through 19. God said to the woman, you will have much pain when you have children. You will have pain when your children are born. You will desire your husband's love and he will rule over you. And God said to Adam, you listen to the words that your wife said. I command you not to eat of the fruit of the tree, but you ate it. Therefore, the ground will produce little because of you. You will work hard your whole life in order to eat. When you eat the produce of the earth, its ground will produce thorns and thistles for you. By your hand's labor, you will eat the food you are food until you die. Then you return to the ground I made out of the dust of the ground. Now, verse 16 tells us that the woman was punished with great pain of having children. 
And a woman that is pregnant from day one, caused with nausea, well, maybe not exactly day one, to pain all the way through the nine months of carrying a baby. They have back pain, they're bloated, their legs hurt. And women would just tell you so many things that they have to deal with when they're pregnant and they're physically hurting. Their body is expanding. You know, that's partly because of the woman's part of the sin that she, that Eve betrayed in. Okay? And then it said that when they had babies, they would have extense pain. And having a baby come out your womb is probably not an easy pick at this time in life. But it sounds like that before, that pregnancy would have been easy and maybe delivery would have been easy at that time. Okay? But because of the punishment, God chose to punish women in the way for their part of the sin by having intense pain and when they're pregnant and even when they're delivering. Okay? And for man, <coughs> and then it said, and for man, he would have to work for the sweat of his brow to grow the food for them to eat. And it would have a lot of produced thorns and thistles. Now you might be saying, Pastor Ron, what are you talking about here? Why are you talking like this? God gave them every fruit that they want to eat. They can have, besides that one. Yes, but I think he was preparing them because we're going to find out a few verses down. In fact, in verse 20, which something happens that he wanted them to know that you are on your own to provide your food to eat. In other words, the easy life that Adam and Eve had when was corrupted and taken away because of sin, of disobeying God. And let me tell you something, saints. Think about it. When your parent says, if you do this thing, I'm going to take your TV away. And they follow through, you lose it. Some, but you usually get it back. But Adam and Eve and none of us have got the Garden of Eden back since this. You might be saying, why are you saying this? Well, let's go to verse 20 through 23. For our last section here today. Verse 20 through 23. It says, Adam and his, Adam's wife was mother of everyone who lived. Therefore, Adam called her Eve. And the Lord God made clothes out of the skins of Adam and Eve. Out of animal skins for Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve warded them. And then the Lord God said, the man has become like us. He distinguished good from e good things to evil things. Now he might reach out his hand and might pick the fruit of the tree of life. 
he might eat it, and then he would be live forever. So the Lord, so the Lord God sent Adam and out of the garden of Eden. He sent him to farm the ground. God had made Adam out of the ground, and God made Adam go out and put the cherubim at least at the east of the garden Eden. And cherubims had a sword, and it was, and it was a flame which turned in every direction and guard the way of the tree of life. Now, this is the part where I'm talking about here, okay? That Adam and Eve, Adam, part of his punishment, this is why. Because of their disobedience to the one tree, there was another tree. If they would have ate of it, they would have lived internally. Now, that would live internally in their sins. Now, at this point, we know that they could eat of every tree but one. They ate of that tree. So, at one point, they could have ate of that tree that made them live forever. But now, because of the state they're in, God took that tree away from them. And he put, because one... They were there were sin, and they really didn't even ask God to forgive them. They really didn't say. They took their punishment. They went out. See now, if they would have asked God to forgive them, it might have been a different story. But let me tell you something here. God took that other tree away from them, and He took the Garden of Eden away from them, and put angels, cherubims, and on the east of the garden. To protect the tree of life where they would live forever if they ate of it. Let me tell you something, saints. To this day, no one knows if the Garden of Eden's where, where it is. But let me tell you, it's somewhere. But we lost access to it when Adam and Eve sinned. How do I wind this up, this Bible study? Well, I'll wind up this Bible study with this. When you sin, there are consequences. The Bible teaches that. And I believe this is one reason, because I'm sure this story was written, handed down from generation to generations. And as we know, as we started this Bible study, people believe that Moses wrote this story, not wrote the story, but wrote this book. And we know that the, all the authors of the Bible were breathed Stories breathed by God. But the story pie came down from generations to generations and to generations and to Moses' time. Let me tell you something. And I believe this particular story was put in. One, to teach us the history of human beings and what happened. Well, what, why we don't live that way no more. But also 
to tell us there's consequences for our sins. And let me tell you something, saints. There are consequences for our sins. Consequences sometimes is jail time. Keeping away from friends. Something being taken away permanently. Sometimes temporarily. But life is never the same. Once you go on into a sin. Adam and Eve's life has never been the same. What God intended for mankind is not the same. Because of one piece of fruit from a tree. From a tree. That they weren't supposed to touch. But God had a plan. And we talked about that plan a little bit ago. God had a plan. For you and for me. To get into a right relationship with God. But this plan took his son Jesus. To go to the cross of Calvary. To die for our sins. To take your place. To make us right to live with him. To eventually give us eternal life when we die. Then we get back. What Adam and Eve lost. When we get to heaven though. A lot of people says, why do I live this world the way I do? Because it's a sinful world. And it was sinful because of one little fruit that was eaten and wasn't supposed to be. We got to be very careful as Christians not to let the devil compromise you and belittle you and brainwash you to do sin. Because that's what he's out to. We got to be aware of that. The Bible tells us in First Peter. The devil's out there like a roaring lion. To take you down. But the only good thing is. Jesus made a way for us to come back to him. But Adam and Eve. If you notice, they really didn't ask for forgiveness. Think about that. They played the blame game. It's time for us to stop playing the blame game. And get right with Christ. So what we're going to do right now, you may be a, a regular listener. And maybe there's been recent sin in your life. Or maybe... You just want to rededicate your life to Christ. Or maybe you stumbled upon this podcast and you're not a Christian. And you picked this particular lesson of Genesis to listen to. Well, it wasn't by accident. God preset this for a time for you to hear.
And we're going to go. Maybe I said something here today <clears throat> that convinced you to come to Christ. All you got to do is accept him. John 3.16 says, God gave his only begotten son to those who believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. If you believe that God sent his son to die for your sins on that cross and you ask God to forgive you of your sins and ask Jesus into your heart, you will be saved in everlasting life and not perish. But if you don't accept it, you'll end up in hell. And I will tell you this now because eventually we will be getting to the book of Revelation. Hell wasn't built for his creation. It was built for the devil and his cohorts in the end times. But let me tell you something, saints. It's going to be a lot of good people that's going to end up in hell because they're not right with God. So right now, say this prayer with me. So you can become a Child God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, say this with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and life. Cleanse me from all my unrighteousness with your precious blood. I now accept you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. If you said that prayer today, welcome to the family of God. Let us know somehow. Because I know there's different um, different places where you can you can Go on these podcasts to let us know that you became a Christian. We we don't want to know. We keep stats, but we don't want to know just as stats. We want to be like the angels and find out and rejoice with you. Because it says that in, in Revelation that one, when one person comes to God, all heaven rejoice. We want to rejoice with you too. And also find a Bible-based church and let them and join them and bring tell them you're a new you're a new Christian you're a new Christian. And they got resources that they help you that we can't. But I encourage you to still listen to this podcast too. Or join us for God's Internet Church online. Because you would be glad you did. Now, which is on Facebook at 7 o'clock on Sunday nights. And we also starting a Bible study back. Took a little hiatus from it on the book of Proverbs. We're picking up at where we left off. That's at Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. 
And we do this podcast normally on Tuesday mornings, but it's pre-taped. And then it's added on to Hubhopper, but it's also on Spotify. We're actually on some different, so many different platforms. And I really need to get a list so you guys know. Sorry about that. But I will get that list to you soon. Until then, I'd like to thank you for joining me. We're coming to the close end of our podcast. And we're going to see what sin actually started to do in chapter 4. And and other things um, of Genesis. So if you join us for episode 120 and then Genesis chapter 4, which is episode 120. Next Tuesday. And it's usually aired by Sunday, um, Tuesday afternoon. And it's usually watched by people by the night, but we do have access to it. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you. And I hope you had a happy Easter and a blessed one. And I'd like to say thank you for listening and have a blessed week. And join us. Sunday night at seven o'clock for God's Internet God's Internet Church Online. You can join us online live. You can, if you want to do that, go to your Facebook account, uh, Facebook page, hit the search for God's Internet Church on God's Internet Church. Um, it will bring us up and join the hit button. It's easy to join to become a member. And you'll be able to know when we go live and you can watch it then. And be with us and join us. And I encourage that. 7 o'clock American United States time um, in Michigan. So you would have, you know, so different countries do watch me live. And it starts at different times. Sometimes it's Monday there and sometimes it's Saturday. You know, it depends where the timelines are. But on that note, I'd like to thank you for watching. Have a blessed week and God bless you. My name is Pastor Ron Reber, your host for God's Internet Church Podcast. And have a blessed week.